Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! There is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is... The Kansas City Chiefs. That was the moment that mattered on Sunday night in Super Bowl 58. There was a suddenness to it after we waited and waited and waited and wondered and analyzed and felt like the game was never going to end. Will the game ever be good at first? Was it going to be good? It took are, are a while. Gonna gonna be, are we going to see Super Bowl, Super Bowl quality football? Yeah, it, right? it took a while for it to yeah. get interesting. But there have been plenty like that. There has. So much is just the precursor to when it gets good. And it really didn't get compelling until the fourth quarter. It was close. And it's one of those things that reminded me of the divisional round game between the Bills and the Chiefs where I think the 49ers realized – at one point, there's a way we could play this that keeps the ball out of Mahomes' hands, yeah, and maybe right. we get the walk-off win. I remember with the Bills, it would have been a field goal to tie. Right. The 49ers were trying to work it down. Trying to get nothing, the first. It felt like it was going to happen. It did. I mean, that's kind of where I started with my overall reaction and the stuff worth talking about. And we have a lot to talk about, and this is going to be this... kind of a free-form, wide-open mm-hmm. show. We're here in Las Vegas for one more day. I'm out of clothes. Right. I'm down. Now, officially, <laughs> look, baby, everybody's zero and zero again. The Vikings are back. Everybody's zero and zero. Let's go. 2024 starts now, but this is the last clean thing I had. Well, the last thing that was close to clean that I had. I'm down so, to the end. Pack of eight it's days. nine days, right? Pack of eight I mean, days is yeah. rough, baby. No doubt. So, uh, no but doubt. anyway... Um, we got so much to talk about. No, but you're and right. But listen, that was a huge moment of the football game. It's third, Before we get in there. Third right? and manageable. Third and, and five. And texting me. Right. In moments like this, think about players, not plays. You get the ball in the hands of your best players in moments like that. Right. And I know it all happened fast. And Trent 
McDuffie made a great play. Yeah, another got, great but, blitz by. But right, McCaffrey's on the other side of the field. Yeah, McCaffrey's the one who needs to have the. McCaffrey's the guy who right. was running with that. This may be the only time I ever have a chance to play for a Super Bowl yeah. vibe. He was the guy. For you got to get it. You got to get it in his hands at that moment if you want to continue. Because if they get that first down, the Chiefs only had two timeouts. They had to waste one early in the half. Game was probably over. You could have. And it would have been very anticlimactic. They work it down, they work it down, and Jake Moody kicks a 25-yard field goal. It for was anticlimactic. I was trying to tell people in the stands where I was sitting, I was like, listen, if they get the first down here, like the game's over, Stop. guys. This is the play right here. Like there's no more, there's no chance, right? I mean, maybe he misses the field goal and who knows what happens. But if it's played at status quo. And again, guys, if you could play this back a few times too. The blitz, right? The guts. To call this defense in this moment, I mean, that's where Steve Spagnolo is so special, right? To trust his, not only his great corner McDuffie with the blitz, does the right thing, gets his hands up, but then, all right, hey, best corner in football, or one of the best corners in football, we're going to leave you out here man-to-man, you know, be ready, and he had good coverage as well, but it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the most unbelievable thing we've, I mean, one of the most unbelievable things we've ever seen. They're the most unbelievable, just get it done football team I have ever seen, right? I mean, really, again, I think we were sitting there in the stands like most people in that game yesterday and what we saw. And, ooh, I like this with the dots, the blitz, the way it's timed out, the disguise, everything about it, right? It's hard to tell what you're going to get when Brock Purdy snaps the ball. So that leads to, oh, gosh, where do I got to go? They're blitzing somebody's free. And, of course, the guy that's free is in the lane of where he wants to throw the ball. And that's part of the tactics of what Spagnola does, too. But the Chiefs, Mike, I mean. Like, you wouldn't have had time to even look over to McCaffrey. That's the thing. Whatever your hot read is there, that's, you got to get no going. Time. See, that's, no time. Where, that's where he trumps that a little bit, right? So you want to maybe go to your best guy. And he might have been worried about that. So he said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to gamble and create chaos and hope they don't even have time to get the ball or let the play develop to maybe their best guy and the way they kind of had it in their mind. And that's the, I think, wisdom of forcing the issue right. there because if it all breaks down, give them the touchdown. We'll take the ball back with two minutes sure, or right. 155 or whatever it would have been. Instead of letting them get the first down, work the clock. We have two timeouts. You know, maybe they would have gotten it back with 40 seconds left. Right. Go but, for it. Yeah. Well, like you said, yeah. you know, if they make the play, they score. So what? Maybe we get a sack and knock them out of field goal position. Either way, they were the enforcer. Right. And I think that's what we saw in a lot of big moments yesterday. They ended up being the enforcer, their defense, what they did there, the clutchness of Mahomes. I mean, we were sitting in the stands and I think mostly everybody there and I was in and out on the telecast. But Come on, for the first two quarters, it was clearly the 49ers were the better team on the football field, right? They went into halftime. My kids, my wife, they're sitting next to me and what, going, what do you think? It looks good, right? Niners are looking good. And I'm going, I mean, yeah, but they should be up two scores, I, maybe more. I, I said, this is exactly what happens. Yeah. People let the Chiefs hang around. They don't put them away. And then we start to see the magic man start to get hot. And then, you know, the rest is history. I figure your buddy Kyle Shanahan was uh, under a lot of stress at halftime. Right, knowing they blew opportunities. To 10 be up to 3 13, should three, not have been the score. Three, right. It should not have been 10 to 3. Right. It felt like they dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage. No question. And it was just a matter of time before the Chiefs <laughs> did the Golden State Warriors thing and woke up. And, hey, that first drive 
of the third quarter. You went, you oh, maybe they're not going to wake up today. The Isaiah Pacheco right. fumble and the interception. The third by Patrick quarter Mahomes. was the interception. That right. was the that was the moment to make it seventeen three and really separate. And when they weren't able to cash in, then I mean, there's so many moments even you can thirteen go to in a three game. anything yeah, right something get some points here after Mahomes who should have run it there. He should have run it. It was a bad throw and a bad decision. Do you think he was throwing to Kelsey here all the way, right? I wasn't even sure. The throw was so off, and it's, we're so not accustomed to seeing him make a throw that errant and off target. I was like, I don't know. Did, was he trying to help Kelsey, or was he trying to drop some diamond to Marquez valdez Scanling? I'm not sure either I, way. Yeah, it's it's like split the difference, and it went right to a That 49er. was a moment where we sat there, and I, I mean, I went, oh, man. This, this might be the 49ers yep. day right now, yep. right? And to not capitalize there along, hey, not capitalizing with McCaffrey on the first drive, the field goal drive that put them up 3 nothing. They were moving the ball then. They had penalties late in the drive that basically got them behind the chains to where they settled for that field goal. But to your point, to my point, yes, the early part of the football game, early third quarter, it felt like the Chiefs were just hanging on. They were just kind of hanging in there. Let's see if we can stay in the game. Let's see if we can keep it to one score. Can we get there? to then put the pressure on the 49ers knowing, oh, no, it's a late fourth quarter game and Mahomes has got the ball, and we know that that is becoming an inevitable force like we talked about all week. And, uh, of course, that's where we saw history. After the 49ers went up three points with 153 left, I turned to Shereen Williams in the press box, and I said, if you told me before the game Mahomes is down three with 153 to play, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Right. And I thought maybe they were just going to score a touchdown and end it there. And they when you get close. Kelsey on the shallow cross for the deep run down the left sideline, right? You went, oh, man, they're going to have a chance here to end the game right here. He threw to Kelsey in the left corner, right. front corner of the end zone. The one-on-one play like right. the Ravens game. Right. And there were six seconds left after that. Would you have thrown one more to the end zone with six seconds left? I don't think I would have risked it. I don't think I would have. You know, I think that's one, too, where – with that quarterback, too, you almost got to save him for himself because he'll like, oh, let me make this guy miss. And there goes the six and seconds. And there goes the six seconds, and all of a sudden he throws the ball, and it hits the ground, and it's zero, you know, one, zero, and it's over. So I think that was a smart play there, right? The thing that, you know, doesn't matter now, we saw at, you know, after the, the, the fact Rasheed Rice was open down the middle, he might have had a chance to play that. But, you know, again, those are things he's got to make a quick decision. He knows there's not a lot of time on the clock. He goes to his best player, like you just talked about a minute ago, and he says, let me throw a ball that may be a safe that our guy can catch that I don't feel is like a, 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 a bad decision or a reckless decision here, and there's limited bad things that can happen. And I think that's why he made that play. He didn't play the other side and just went with his guy and uh, lived to play another day. Of course, they kicked the field goal and tie it up, and we go to overtime. And the center had a bad snap not long before that. The center so. had a bad snap almost every snap of the yeah. whole football game. Yeah. I kept telling my son, "What? I mean, look, Mahomes did this the whole game. He went to the ground and to the right almost four out of every five snaps the whole game. And, of course, yeah, the snap, uh, that one was really bad. And the other thing about having six seconds on the clock, and this worked out perfectly for the Chiefs, if there had been a bad snap on the field goal, there would have been enough time to call the timeout do it again because it wasn't fourth down that's right that's right and and the the 49ers my first thought was oh no you left three seconds on the clock well the 49ers aren't going to do anything and there wasn't a kick return it was the first Super Bowl ever with zero kick returns every one of them was banged out of the end zone further proof that they need to do something with the kickoff return even if it's the XFL model they need to do something so that play is relevant to the game again. Yeah. A Super Bowl with zero kickoff returns for the first time in 58 editions just kind of underscores that 
the current system makes no sense. Yeah. Why do you even go through the motions? Just put the ball on the 25 for crying out loud. No, like. you're right. It was it was not, uh, a, a non-aspect of the game last night, certainly. So and the Chiefs are the first rare. repeat. I'm sorry. You're I'm good. sorry. You're good. We had That's a good week of not talking over each other. And here we are. We're like Jim and Tony. Anyway, uh, never mind. That was, that was, that was unfair. Uh, but what the hell? We're sleep deprived. We'll be unfair for the rest of the next two hours. First repeat champion since 2003-2004 Patriots. Third Super Bowl win in five years for the Chiefs. And I really feel bad for Kyle. Between Super Bowl 51, the other overtime game when yeah. he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons. Right. Super Bowl 54 yep. against the Chiefs when they were up 10 with under seven minutes to play and did not win the game. And then last night where it felt like they had the better of the play yeah. for most of the game, almost all of the game. And if you take out 15 of the equation, they win that one. It was what Kevin Clark was talking about last week. Right. This is the era of a lot of Kev, uh, Carl Malone's. Yeah. A Patrick lot of guys. Ewing. I almost said Kevin Malone from yeah. the office. A lot of Carl Malone's. Right. A lot of guys who are great Charles players, Barkley. great coaches right. that just are forgotten because Mahomes and Reed are taking over. They're, it's, it's, you know, Michael Jordan, right? Phil Jackson-ish, what they're doing. It, it does feel that way. Right, we're. I know we're going to dive into it. We got a lot to dive into in, in in totality. But I mean, one, okay. Not only is the guy like amazing and clutch and ice in his veins like we've never seen before from the day he got into the NFL and became the starter. Right, his it, he, he's got incredible big game experience. So he's not phased by these moments. The game's a slow motion movie picture. He drops back. Not only can he see coverage, but he understands, oh, wait, this coverage means they don't have a lot of people to watch me and I can scramble and do things like that as well. You add that to on top of a coach who's creative, right? The coach has guts. They've recruited and gotten signed players that got guts and a renegade aspect about them where they continue to fight and play physical. And I think that's the incredible thing about them all together. I, in, in a lot of ways, they've won three Super Bowls. And in a lot of ways, I sit here and go, I don't know if they were the better team in any of the three they won. Really? Right? They were close to, I mean, I feel like all three of the Super Bowls, the other team was a little bit better, but Mahomes was just like, not when it matters, you're not. And that's what I'm, and, and Chris Jones and Kelsey. And again, the thing we always talk about, I mean, the stars on Kansas City always show up. Right. The best defensive player in the game was Chris Jones. The best offensive player was Mahomes. Followed by that, it might have been Kelsey when it was all said and done, or maybe McCaffrey, but the magic of the Chiefs, uh, it is incredible. And, you know, to the Shanahan point, well, go ahead, you start, because well, I just no, I want I want to follow up on what you yeah. said. We'll, we'll be right. talking about Kyle and some yeah, of the we'll decisions get he made. But right. I agree with you that the three Super Bowls the Chiefs have won, the other team was the better team. But I know. But I know. you have to balance that out by the fact that they're not that the better team. The I Chiefs get you. have. Right. One of the all-time greats, sure. Who is not very far away from being in the conference? I I don't know. Are we already at the point where it's just Brady and Mahomes? Has Mahomes already eclipsed Montana? Even though Montana has four, and is four and zero in the Super Bowl. I mean, I think so. But you know, you know, that's just B. I understand. I mean, I'm. I think Joe Montana is the man. You know that. But Mahomes, for me, I mean, to me. We've never seen anything like Mahomes. Brady hasn't even done this. This is crazy. The three Super Bowls, you know, the six AFC championships, four out of six, your first year starting. And like we talked about, it's it's riding Mahomes from the start. It's not like, oh, we played ball control and had great defensive Bill Belichick game plans. That's where it's different to me. So, Mike, I, 
I second what you say there, right? I went through a period in my time where I went, okay, I mean, we know Brady's the man. And then as a player, I went, man, we'll never see anybody like John Elway. And then I saw Aaron Rodgers, and I went, man, we're never going to see a player like Aaron Rodgers. And now here we have Mahomes where I want to go, he's Aaron Rodgers, but yet with like the mental makeup of Brady. Right. Almost like so I have all these plays and all this, but I lead like Brady. I yell at guys like Brady. I'm clutch like Brady in the big moments. So it's like the perfect storm. And I'm I mean, are you saying that I'm I'm saying that I think they're the two best already. I think maybe Mahomes goes past Peyton Manning yesterday and kind of clears himself with just him and Brady at the top. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has the throwing ability. Right. It is very rare. Right. And we always blame the Packers for not putting enough around him. Yeah. He had one Super Bowl appearance right. in his full time in Green Bay. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, how much of what Mahomes does has Rodgers failed to do? By whatever you give me, I'm going to find a way well, to make yeah. it work. Like, well, I mean, this and year, I'm going to lead right? you, and I'm going to rise up right. in these moments. Right. And it's a long play here. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have some problems in November. Right. We, we might lose at home to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Right. But we're going to find a way, and we're going to find a way, and I'm going to keep working on these guys. And that's where Mahomes is far closer to Brady than Rodgers from the standpoint of leadership, accountability. Mm. Yep, I think so. Just natural desire. I mean, we've all known someone in our lives, whether a coach, a parent, a boss, a coworker, a friend, whoever, somebody who inspires us to be better than we are otherwise capable of being and you know it when it's happening and you want to do it you want to get up a little bit early you want to be a little bit better you don't want to let that person down and there's no magic to it it's just there or it's not it's a natural intangible quality of Patrick Mahomes to inspire those around him just the way he approaches the game He's got the mentality of a little kid still. I say all the time, he's never changed. He loves the sport. He wants to go win. He wants to do well. And you want to do well for him. Not because he's preaching. Not because he's in your face. Not because he's being an asshole. Yeah. But because he is just who he is. Yeah. Wants to win. Wants it's greatness. You wants them all to be great. Quantify it. Right. And if you could bottle it. You make a little money. Yeah. You can make a little money. Yeah, you can bottle that and sell it. You can make a little money. He's, he's going to be making a little money like forever. Now. And he's like, only going to get better. That's the, the problem. Well, the scary for everybody thing. Everybody else. Well, to your point with what you're talking about with Rodgers or whatever else, like, uh, you know, again, I'd, I'd go, you know, and this is not to pile on Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think some of those years, he, all his years in Green Bay, he had better talent, I think, at receiver and things that we saw from Kansas City this year. I mean, we're not ready to write. This is what's scary about Kansas City. This is not the year they should have won the Super Bowl, right? It could have, it should have been the Ravens' year, probably. It could have been the Lions' year. It could have been the 49ers' year. This is a year of like, hey, they're still young. They're one of the youngest teams in football, and we saw they got some flaws. And you know, now you look at it, and go, whoa, they won three Super Bowls with flaws on a football team. Then now they're going to go out into the off season and go, wait, we we got to fill in some of these holes. As the Super Bowl champions, they're going to be saying that. Like I, they're going to get a big, a, a somewhat of a big time receiver this year and free agency. They're going to be more dangerous, and I think that's what's crazy. I mean, you win the Super Bowl last year as the youngest team in football. This year, you're one of the youngest teams in football, and it's setting up to where they're going to 
Yeah, they got some decisions to make, but they got some money to play with and make some moves to make this team even better in the future. And and if you had told Aaron Rodgers back in August that Miko Hardman was going to catch the game-winning <laughs> touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, he would have been very excited about <laughs> right, that. Did you right. see our buddy O's the mentalist? He had Miko Hardman in training camp come up there and say – who are you going to beat in the Super Bowl? And he said the, the 49ers. 49ers. No, no, it's insane. I saw it on social media, and I thought of you because you were like, this O's, I don't know about this, but this guy right here, I don't know. He, he might be on his own. He picked, picked the, the right guy, guy, right? You know, he's going to catch the game-winning catch to beat the 49ers. You're just not going to be on the Jets. You're going to be on the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. But, like, what an incredible story, uh, you know, for McCole Harden, the Chiefs, everything to go along with it. Uh, but the game, yeah, magical. It really was but like you said, it took a little while, too. It took a little while with the sloppiness, right, turnovers. Mahomes and the Chiefs were certainly dumbfounded and could not find their way on the offensive side of the ball. You went, wow, the first half, he certainly seemed, you know, a little jittery in the pocket. I'm sitting there watching. I had great seats. It wasn't like people were open and he was jittery in the pocket. He was jittery in the pocket because he was like, oh, man, these guys are big and nobody's open. And I'm having a hard time just making plays and carrying us right now. But I think the difference in the Mahomes we have now to maybe three years ago, two years ago, the Buck Super Bowl, as he went, wait, I'm just going to hang in there. Just going to hang in there, not going to make the big mistake or be impatient. And because of that and that maturity and the way they played down the stretch, that's what they did. And, of course, just their clutch just comes up, comes about in the, in the end. We've already been all over the place today. I'm going to try to at least yeah. stick with this McCole Harvey right, thing because let's hear from Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl 58 MVP, three-time Super Bowl MVP, on that final play that delivered the victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the play call, it, I think it started because Clyde was the first one to run it, and Trav was the other guy, part of it. So it was like Tom and Jerry, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, but uh, it, it was um, – it's, 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 that's the concept of the play, and then the motion was the exact same motion that we ran in the Super Bowl uh, last year. And, um, and they actually covered it pretty well at first, and then I kind of looked kind of looked back and looked back to them. And um, it, it's uh, – it, that's a little risky always, so I was a little, little like, hey, let me make sure it's open. But it, obviously, Coach Reed, man, knows when to call those plays at the right time. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. 
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Mahomes referred to it as Tom and Jerry, one of our favorite cartoons from our days growing Childhood. up. Andy Reid said that was corndog like last year when they had the motion and then the switch that confounded the Eagles defense, which you knew you spotted and you said that was one of their issues dealing with a receiver who goes in motion, turns around and goes the other way like right. Darius Tony did there yep. and scored the touchdown that put the Chiefs ahead in the second half of Super Bowl 57. Corn dog with a little mustard and ketchup is what is Andy, what Andy called said, it right? after the game. You're right, yeah. I mean, it, it, they're, they're game planning, you know, a team that's not typically great in always short yarded situations. All right, and then the last two years, they statistically have not been that great there. I, we get in these big games, Ravens, Super Bowl, whatever. They always got a few plays in these moments that are extremely creative. You know, you think about that play there, Marquez Valdez-Scantling after the, uh, the, the fumbled punt wide open down the middle, right? So that is the, the genius of Andy Reid. You give him a little extra time, him and Matt Nagy start to finagle, ooh, wait, when they do this, we can expose some of their rules. Now, that whole end-of-the-game sequence was incredible to me. That was something new, right? I'm a football historian. You know me. I'm obsessed with the sport. I was sitting there at the end, first off, not sure exactly, and I'm not listening to the telecast, of the rule of overtime. I'm like, I have people in the stands going, wait, they should be calling a timeout. They better go. They They better better hurry. And I'm going, I'm going, Wait, I I think this rolls over, but I'm not, not yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, you know, again, we hadn't seen that. So I'm sitting there going, wait, I think this rolls over, but I'm not sure. And of course, my heart was pounding and everything there, and and they were smooth as always under pressure and got an easy touchdown. Yeah, that came up in the press box as well. For regular season overtime, it is a single 10 minute period. For postseason overtime, right. it is 15 minutes. And then another 15 minutes that just picks up where the first 15 minutes ended. The key is what happens with the possessions. The clock is irrelevant in overtime, except when you get to the end of the second 15-minute period, because that's basically a halftime. So if you're driving and the game's tied and it's sudden death and there's a minute left in the second overtime period, you better do something before it hits double zero. There's going to be another kickoff right, to right. start what would be the third overtime period. So, yeah, the game wouldn't have ended. But that part of me that loves chaos was kind of hoping the clock would strike triple zeros to see what the reaction Oh, the fans the would have been would like, have been. oh, my gosh, Like the, the 49ers game's fans over. would have right. been, we, we just won the, won the Super Bowl. Bowl. Where's right. the confetti? Right. And that would have been just a bizarre moment but it, it obviously didn't come let to me, that. let me tell you if you like and and we need to go through the drive guys and, and don't start the highlights yet because i know we got some good ones here of this final drive that i think are important to kind of talk about um but you know what i got a feel of too at the end there it felt a little vice versa version though seahawks 49 i mean seahawks patriots right when bill belichick didn't call a timeout and he kind of looked over and he's like they kind of look in disarray right? It kind of felt like that with the Chiefs. He throws the screen to Kelsey. They get the first down, right? I think the 49ers were a little bit like, wait, are they going to let the clock? What's going to go on? The 40, the Chiefs kind of quick huddled it. You could tell the 49ers were still talking, doing things, communicating. And the Chiefs were like, let's catch them right now yeah. while they're sleeping. And they don't know. They probably don't even think we're going to run a play right now, right? 
and they had the momentum. Let's not let them get to a clock stoppage to where they can regain, you know, talk about some things, regain a new tactic, whatever you want to call it. And they took advantage of that moment, knowing that they're smooth in those moments and they're used to it and they executed and that's why they're the Chiefs. Well, and that's one of the benefits that comes from experience, experience, experience. It's the thing that is just kind of floating in the air as you're making these decisions. You, you've been there so many times, and that moment, everything you did in your life as a coach, as a player, has led up to that, and you have access to that and that feel. And, yeah, maybe, maybe you did catch him a little flat-footed and a little unprepared, for that final play to cap that drive. That whole drive felt so inevitable, though. It I, really did. It, and that's, you know, we probably, we, we need a, a whole segment to talk about the mindset of postseason. Because this is all new. There's no statistics for all the other stuff in the NFL, for everything right. you want to do. And go for it on fourth and three from your own 38. We got stats for that. We got thousands of iterations we can, this is all brand new. And this is all a byproduct, direct bright line of the Bills Chiefs AFC divisional round classic from two years ago when it went to overtime. The Chiefs won the coin toss and the Chiefs won the game on a walk-off touchdown. The same thing that happened in Super Bowl 51. And that's what was so weird. Right. No outcry about it when it happened to Kyle after Super Bowl 51. Outcry about it after that divisional round game and the Chiefs the team who forced the rule change are the first ones to benefit from the rule change and win the game on the second possession of overtime in a Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, for my buddy Kyle Shanahan, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, is he cursed? I mean, is he cursed? I mean, a ball falls out of the sky and touches the foot of a player. Like, unlucky there. Dre Greenlaw's warming up to run on the football field. Tears his Achilles tendon. Right. I mean, some crazy stuff happened. Like, I, you know, I feel for my friend to the to the utmost. But, you know, I know we're going to dive into all that. Let, stuff let, let, let me run this by you, because yeah, right. I want to have a full segment to talk about. Right. The Damn, we've kicker received already been 30 minutes in the show. Time. Right. Let me ask you this. Since right. you brought up Kyle and whether or not he's cursed. Yeah. Before the game, I was talking to a very well-known national reporter. OK. And I don't even think he would care if I said his name, but. I hadn't thought of this. Right. He said to me, if the 49ers lose this one, yeah. does Kyle need a fresh start somewhere else? Mm. And I hadn't thought about that. I said, well, he's got Purdy. I mean, let's see what happens with Purdy. But, you know, at some point, I could see him saying, it's just not, I mean, it's just not going to work here. I mean, we got two Super Bowl losses. We've got so many years where we're close but no cigar. Maybe I just need to be somewhere else. And you got to wonder what Jed York, and you got to think of it from Jed York's perspective. He's the guy that ran off Jim Harbaugh. At what point does he start feeling like we need to do something different? I think it would be stupid for the 49ers to want to make a change. I think you just need, because you're still in it every year. And one of these years, it's going to break your way. Right. But what gets harder is every time you come back now, it's almost like the Bengals. I remember every year the Bengals got to the playoffs, and it was can Marvin Lewis ever win a playoff right. game? And with each passing year, that became the thing. Yeah. So let's fast forward to the next time the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. That narrative is going to overwhelm. Sure. Because now we got another one dropped right. on top of 51 and 54. Somebody's got to change that narrative. You know who, that narr who had that narrative for a long time? Andy Reid. Yeah. Can't win Very, the big game. Point. NFC championships, lose the Super Bowl. Can't get over the hump. 
What got him over the hump? Patrick Mahomes. He got his. He got his <laughs> magic man right. You know, you know, Mike Shanahan jetted John Elway again. It's not like it's not like Shanahan and the 49ers are losing to some slouches here. I mean, they're losing to the guy we're talking about is the greatest quarterback maybe in the history of football. Twenty-eight to three. Shanahan was not the head coach. I'd like to remind everybody again: it was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It wasn't like you know they're losing to some team that came out of nowhere. They're losing to greatness, you know, in really close football games. So you know that's how I look at it. But hey, I think the big thing is, and you know what's so unique about it is Shanahan's done it without a big-time quarterback. He saw his dad do it with John Elway, and he's being beat by these big-time quarterbacks in these big moments. You know, and yesterday, Brock Purdy did a lot of good things. There's no doubt about that. He didn't play bad, but I don't sit here and go, ooh, wow, he played great. They had how many times did they have the ball? Had a lot of score, time. Had a lot of time. Go up two scores, yeah. you know, make a play. Do something to put your team over the edge. That's where, again, where I think if the roles were reversed a little, a guy like Mahomes or Brady, and they were on the 49 or somebody like that, they would have punched another one in there at some point to go, hey, we're up two scores. We got control of this thing now. There was never that play from Purdy, and there were some good plays. Again, don't get me wrong, that I think jump-started the 49ers. He got in a rhythm at the end. I know he made the play where he scrambled a little and he threw it to use check. But, again, we make a big deal about that where, like, Mahomes does stuff like that, like two out of every three plays. We're not used to seeing that from Purdy, so we're like, ooh, wow, look, he did that too once today. And, yeah, again, missed some, maybe some opportunities to make some wow throws to put the game away, right? You know, uh, and and I think that's maybe the difference here. In games like this, you know, and you play that quarterback there, uh, you your quarterback needs to make a few wow plays and some wow moments. And we had what Miss Debo out of the back of the end zone barely. Chris Jones gets pressure. Ayuk was open one time earlier in yep. the game. Uh, late in the game, of course, it's Chris Jones in Brock Purdy's face on the third down and overtime that forced the Forty ers to kick the field goal. And again, I think those are moments where. Brady's, Mahomes, whatever of the world, they make a play in a lot of those moments to kind of go, no, no, we're we're winning the Super Bowl. You're not. And again, it's hard. It's a great defensive call, again, by Steve Spagnuolo. But in these got to have it moments, this is what the Chiefs do. They have it. They have it. They have the magic, and they always answer the bell. Brock Purdy finished his second year in the NFL. The question is, where's his ceiling? Yeah. And how close is he to his ceiling? How much better can he get? Kyle will know better than anyone else. Right. Look, it's a tough decision. I don't even think it's that tough. I don't know. But you got Kirk Cousins out there. Is what happened last night enough to get Kyle? Because we saw what they did a couple of years ago. Yeah. When they decided we're going to trade up all the way to number three. Right. We're going to fix this quarterback right. position. And right. that didn't work. And right. then we get Brock Purdy, and he falls out of the sky with the last pick in the draft. Yeah, And I feel like they have so much invested in him that they're not going to bail on him. And I'm not suggesting they should. I'm just saying if you want to get to that next step, you have a guy that can help you contend for the next 10 or 15 years. And maybe he does grow into a guy that can win multiple Super right. Bowls. Right. But if you just want to win one and get this monkey off your back it's almost like with steve young like i just need to win one i need to win one i need to win one do you think about i i'm again this is just for purposes of discussion yeah i, I don't you. think he should yeah but 
you got to wonder whether he's at least in a quiet moment over the next couple of weeks going to be thinking, hey, when we get to Indy, maybe we want to talk to Agent Mike McCartney about what it takes to get Kirk to come to San Francisco. I, I mean, Shanahan, Lynch, they're aggressive. They're aggressive thinkers. You know, would I put that out of the realm of that growing through their brain? Certainly not. Acting on but, it and thinking about it are two different things. No, I know. They at least got to think about it. I, that's what I'm thinking about it, sure. And, I, and again, like th- those two guys, knowing them, th- they think of everything. They really do. But I think the, the point you made is what I like. You know, I think they're far down a road here where, again, I think the team believes in Brock Purdy. The team's not leaving yesterday going, we didn't win because we had Brock Purdy, right? I don't think that's – this is different than the Jimmy Garoppolo years, right? right? Where it felt like in those games it was like, oh, manage Jimmy, manage Jimmy, and every now and then I'll call a play to make Jimmy look good. You know, they ran their offense yesterday. They're playing a great defense. We know that. Purdy did make some plays like we talked about, and I do think there's room for him to get better. Now, again, he's never going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be Josh Allen. That's just not who he is. But, again, right pieces around him. You know, Shanahan continues to develop plays and more of a system around him. And let's be serious, too. Brock Purdy did good things. It wasn't great. Like we said, there was a few throws where he completed passes, and I went, oh, if he threw that on the money, like McCaffrey's going to run another 20 yards, right? And they had to go down to catch it. But here's the other disappointing, and, like, they're getting a little bit of a free pass here. Now, Brock Purdy, yeah, maybe not all-star level play there, but damn, Debo, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brian, Brandon Ayuk, I mean, they were disappointing yesterday. The, the Chiefs basically played man-to-man and said, screw you, we are in your face, can you get open? And they could not get open throughout the day. That, to me, was one of the big things and why they hung around. We talked about the 49ers' weapons all week, right? We had people come in, most people picked the Chiefs, but they waxed poetically about the 49ers' weapons, and there we were in the game, Nick Bolden, Legereus Sneed, McDuffie, right? They were all over those guys all game long, and they really never got it going as far as that trio is concerned. You talked about it. It was, it was the McCaffrey show. He was the only guy that really looked like he showed up in a big way for this uh, 49ers offense. Debo Samuel was targeted 11 times and had three catches. He could not get open. Now, we talked about this all week, right? This was not a Debo game. Remember, you kept hearing me say that. He's going to have – Debo cannot get open against man-to-man, really good man-to-man corners. And it was Strugglesville all day. And he, he was hurt, space. too, in the second half. He, he had the hamstring and he up. kept going. But right. 11 targets and three catches is disappointing. Three targets, two catches for George Kittle for two yards. Now, he did catch that key fourth down in the fourth quarter the that route. kept the drive right. alive that resulted in a go-ahead touchdown. But Kittle was – largely MIA, Debo largely MIA, Brandon Ayuk targeted six times, three catches for 49 yards. You're right. It was McCaffrey with 160 total yards, eight targets, eight receptions for McCaffrey. Now he's not running down the field, so it's a higher percentage pass, but he had 22 rushes for 80 yards, 3.6 yards per carry, 80 yards receiving. He had a touchdown. He did have the fumble on the opening drive. There was a point where we were talking about MVP possibilities. McCaffrey was it, right? McCaffrey, and then like Juwan Jennings at yeah, some point was, was a name. It's like, hey, 15 keeps he doing stuff. He can get Threw a touchdown pass. Right. Caught a touchdown pass. Right. First guy since Nick Foles, only the second guy to do that. And right. Super Bowl, throw one and catch one. So Special there were, day. There were, until Mahomes took over. Right. You were going, it's like, going to be a non-quarterback. It's going to, yeah. I mean, at one point I'm thinking, holy crap. 
if Harrison Butker kicks a 50-plus yarder to win the game, he's got <laughs> it may, five. It may be Harrison right, right, Butker. It may right. be a Mark Mosley. Even though it was full-season MVP, it could be a kicker as the Super Bowl MVP because it's almost like none of the above. Yeah. There was a long stretch of the game where we were like, I don't know. Yeah. There isn't an MVP. Right, right. I, you know, you're right. It was, I was, my son was sitting there like going through his phone because he wanted to vote and he saw it all on the big screen, right? And he was, he was like, why are they asking us to vote now? Right. It was like 12 minutes in the yeah, fourth yeah. quarter. He's like, what? You know, he's seen enough games between the 49ers or Mahomes or whatever to go wait, This one's coming down to the end. Let's wait to see what happens there. But we were having that same conversation kind of like, man, right now it's not the QBs. Hey, Mahomes wasn't in takeover mode at that moment. Uh, but, but yeah, that was incredible. And you know, the Juwan Jennings, again, I think speaks to, we always have a guy in the Super Bowl kind of comes out of nowhere it was his day. He was a guy that could get open to man to man. The you know again we're gonna people are gonna sit here and get on Shanahan. I'm gonna go Shanahan managed the game perfectly, right? Some of his stars let him down. The call that play, the Jennings throwback touchdown pass, and that moment. I mean again, come on everybody, that's coaching. I mean it's coaching to call that play right there is incredible. It really is. Now they got away with a holding on George Carlaftis that should have been called, and maybe a guy downfield. Right? No, no, because I don't think he was. It was behind the line of scrimmage, and I didn't think he was egregiously behind, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but the holding, I think maybe they got away with. But that was a great call and a big moment. And uh, hey, good to give a little Juwan Jennings love right there. Yeah, it, it really was something, and you see guys make contributions that you really didn't expect, and somebody needed to step up when the the stars weren't getting it done. And, and, you know, back to Purdy, that play that we focused on at the two-minute warning. I mean, that's really where the game was on the line. That was it. If you make that play, you know, we talk about championship throw. Right. I talk about championship throw. This wasn't throw it to the end zone for a touchdown to win the game. This is convert here, and we work the clock, as we said, back at the beginning of the segment, and you can win the game. And they, they, made, their, they made their call. They were aggressive. And... It was a lot for Purdy to process quickly. I'd love to know. I'd love to be able to flip this around, run the same defense, and see what Mahomes would have done in that spot oh. when that blitz is coming. Well, Mahomes, Mahomes has two things I feel like he would have done. It's a great question because I thought about the same thing. He's either going to throw this sidearm, and the guy's not going to be able to bat it. He's going to throw it right underneath his left armpit, right? He's going to raise his arm, and he's going to go right underneath his left armpit. Or he's going to fake it, and the guy's going to jump up, and he's going to run right All by right. him and go get the first down. Yeah. And that's where it's like, does the freaking guy, I almost wanted to say the word, does he have a fucking cheat code? No, okay. No, Sorry. Sorry, London. You Sorry, Birmingham. Put the brakes it on. It deserved the word. And then you mash the It deserves the, gas. the word. <laughs> the guy deserves the word every now and then. He has a cheat code. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do. He would have found a way to do that, but it's, no, I, you know, it's that, that's Neo my point. when he figured out the matrix. <laughs> right. It really is. Right. When he's able catch to catch bullets. the bullets right. and, <laughs> and then throw them back at you, yeah. you know, it's a, it's crazy. Right. It is. So it really is. you're right. And you know what? Here's the bottom line. You don't do that to Mahomes. They probably you don't have. send a right. free release guy right. at him. One guy because he's going to do that. He's, he's going to throw it that. around. You're going to throw it through your legs. He's going to come up with something. Or he's got. Or he's going to do the pump and he's going to run right. right by you. Or he's gotten to the point where he knows how to get it all protected before the play happens. Yeah, he'll see it. He'll, he'll see, see it. it. I mean, he's gotten to that. How many times yesterday did you see him at the line of scrimmage? Like they were moving around. The 49ers came out with a good game plan on defense. They did play more aggressive than we've seen them play in the playoffs. 
I think that flustered the Chiefs. They got some things that on that side of the ball. I don't think they were expecting maybe as consistent as they got it. Uh, but, you know, they hung in there, as we know, and, you know, they continued to make all the big plays. And that's the key for Mahomes, and that's why I keep saying he's going to get better. I go all the way back to training camp when he talked so much about wanting to be like Brady from the perspective of yeah. – making all the adjustments, knowing exactly what's coming. There's nothing you can do to fool me. I see you, Trent McDuffie. I right. see you getting ready to blitz or whoever's in the corner there in the slot getting ready to come. I know this. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it before the play or I'll deal with it during the play. That's the thing. He, he knows how to deal with it instinctively during the play. He's going to get to the point where he doesn't even need to do that, where he can set it up before the play, where he knows exactly where the hot read is going to be, how to slide the protection, how to account for it, change the play, whatever. That's where that brain becomes a supercomputer for a guy who has played and played and played, and he's going to keep getting better and better and better. As I said after the AFC Championship, get used to it. If you don't like it, find something else to do on Sundays between September and January because Mahomes is going to be around, and he's going to keep coming, and he's going to keep winning. They're going to keep changing the pieces around him, but he's going to be the guy that keeps it going. I said to my – I got in the car after the game – and I, we have so much more to unpack of the game, I know, and we're going to get there. But when I, I went, I looked at my family and, you know, my wife and whatever, and I went, man, I went, Brady, Brady shed a, bed of, a little bead of sweat yesterday. He was like, man, this, this guy's coming. Okay, he did. Peyton Manning, Rodgers, right? Uh, who else? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. They were all sitting at home going, man. What do we got to do? Are you kidding me? What do we got to do? You know, Peyton seeing the guy, you know, another guy. I'm, oh, okay, gosh, he got three Super Bowls. I only got two, right? But, yeah, I mean, Burrow and Allen got to be going, oh, my gosh, he's got three, and we can't get one yet. And, you know, it feels like, again, that maybe they they didn't even play their best football this year, and they still win the Super Bowl. And, and to me, that's really scary. All right, we're going to take a break. All and right. I wanted to save time so we could focus exclusively on – the decision-making process, the options available, Yeah. when you go to overtime and win the coin toss in the postseason. Right. Very easy in the regular season, not so easy in the postseason. We're going to break all that down from every possible angle when this Monday edition of PFT Live from Las Vegas continues right after this. In his Viking sweatshirt. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta, because we know on one flight... Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 